Welcome to the Autonomy Talent Podcast, where we feature creatives, discuss what they do, what they do to promote their creative endeavors, and try to come up with new methods that might boost their results and yours. We'll also have the occasional industry expert here to talk about what's new in digital marketing. So enjoy the show and remember to always live intentionally. Everybody, welcome again. I have a guest back with us that's been here before. I have Moto today. How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. So, so this is actually your third appearance here on the podcast, if you count the uh, Indie Artist Spotlight episode I did. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true, yep. Yep, yep. It's the first three P. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it every time, man. It's always great to have... You know, people that are fans of what you're doing, um, highlight what you're working on and everything. So I, I appreciate you having me back. Absolutely, man. Right, so let's get this out of the way right here. So for all of you listening, if you're not a sports fan, bear with us for a few minutes. Because uh, <laughs> my boy here is from KC, and man, he just got his heart broken Sunday. <laughs> yeah. That was that a was brutal rough. loss, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was tough to watch. Man, I don't. Well, I know what happened, but it was I, I wasn't expecting it. I really expected it to be a really tight game, with high scoring, and it just come down to whoever had the ball last was going to win. But yeah, man. I mean, I think a lot of that's due to our line, man. Our line was oh, just yeah. our O line was man. We had a lot of people out, and with Fisher getting hurt the game before, I knew that was going to be rough. So that was a big dictator in that. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, the offensive line, but. Mahomes is not used to, you know, seeing that kind of pressure every passing down. It's just, it was just savagery. And then they you know, they were doubling Hill the whole time, and their pass coverage downfield was just incredible. So he was really having to scramble almost every single time he was trying to throw the ball. So. Yeah, and and even with, even with his injury, it was a turf toe thing. I mean, he was running around, diving, and avoiding tackles, and um, he was playing was his heart out. To- yeah, it just wasn't quite enough because they just man, the receivers couldn't get open. They were covered like crazy. That one yeah. time where he was like hor- completely horizontal in the air when he launched the ball like thirty yards down into the end zone, and it should have been caught. That dude had yeah. that. He should have caught that. We 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 dropped a we dropped a, a few passes that definitely should have been caught. Um, uh, not that we would have won if we caught them, but it would definitely. Changed the score quite a bit. Yeah, and it could have changed the momentum. You know how football is. It's a game of momentum. Man. Yeah. But you just never can bet against Brady. <laughs> yeah, I hate that It's guy. not until he retires. Yeah. It was, it was great, though. Like You saw who the first player was over there to congratulate Brady, didn't you? Yep. It was Patrick. Yeah. there. You know, a big hug right there when he's still on the field. Those two have a 
huge mutual respect for each other, though. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see the kind of player that Mahomes becomes as he gets older. I mean, he's already shown, like, great leadership for his age. Uh, you know, he's only in his third season. Like, I can't imagine, you know, when he gets to his fifth or sixth season, what he's going to be able to do with people. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, he's, this is his third season. Yep. And he's been to two Super Bowls, and he missed his rookie season by one game. He missed making the Super Bowl that year. Yep. And if freaking uh, D. Ford wasn't offsides, he would have been there. <laughs> one play cost him that game, huh? Yeah. They were up. Um, well, it, it wouldn't have went into overtime. They lost in overtime because – Patriots got the ball, and I hate the NFL's overtime rules, but D4 was offsides, gave him a first down, and they went and scored a touchdown right after that. But if he wouldn't have been offsides, uh, it would have turned over, and we would have been in the Super Bowl three years in a row. But, you know, it is what it is. Yep. I did hear the story about how Brady, after that game, when they, you know, it was Tom Brady to beat them then and kept them out of the Super Bowl back from New England. And after the game, he went over to the Chiefs locker room and asked for Mahomes and had to go sit down with him and told him, said, you know, don't let this get you down. You're going to be in a lot of these. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy that he had that much respect for that young man already. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, that's enough about football. I want to talk to you about your uh, latest project. Project you dropped since you've been on fire since the last time we talked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You've had at least one album and a few singles that have dropped since then. So why don't you walk me through what it's been like for you the past year or so? Yeah, I mean, we go back to the beginning of 2020. Um, I released my Seven Daily Songs album. Um, which I think we talked about last time I was on. Um, and then after that, I'd done a, I'd done a few remixes. I remixed, uh, Joyner Lucas's Goldmine, um, Godzilla by Eminem. Uh, and then I went into this like eight song weekly, uh, drop where they were all, they all had like a common theme. So I did eight weeks of singles that way. And then um, in October, was it, yeah, yeah, October I did, I uh, released a single called Clown 2, had a video for that as well. And then hit, uh, hit Christmas up, did a trap remix for a Christmas song. And then, uh, yeah, now we're in 21. So got some more stuff cooking. That's awesome. You know, I've been, I keep seeing it all over. Maybe on Instagram, I keep seeing their stuff pop up a lot. So you've been on the ball. I remember that Clown 2 track. I remember that video for it. That was pretty dope. Man. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. Um, that was like, I wasn't even going to really make a sequel to Clown. It was like, so Clown is like an old song from like 2018. Uh, it was like part of a mixtape I dropped before when I was, I was only on SoundCloud at that point. And, uh, it was like a couple of my friends' favorites and there was always this joke around it like, yo, clown was the best, blah, blah. blah. And, 
So I decided to go ahead and make a sequel to it. And I took it as like an evolution song. So like what's happened in the two years since the original, but also made it as like, uh, since it was around Halloween, it actually dropped the day before Halloween. So I made it very like, very Joker esque, um, just like creepy, um, dark and, and just kind of heavy feeling. But, uh, it was really fun. The, the whole process from making the song to the video was a, was a, took me about two months for everything. Had a lot of people pitch in with the video. Um, turned out really great though. I was, I was very satisfied and was received well. So that's good too. Well, I'm honored you dropped that video on my birthday then. <laughs> you didn't know that. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, the, the 30th is actually my birthday. So. Oh, nice. Wow, one I'm not really looking forward to this year though. <laughs> I've got I'm hitting what? a milestone this year. So. Oh, it's a milestone. Yeah, it's a big one. <laughs> we we got 40, 50. What do you got? I'm hitting 50 this year. The 50. Dang. So is that is that technically over the hill or when does that happen? Over the hill was about eight years ago, man. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh hell no, man. I'm still going strong. Heck yeah, man. It's good to hear. I'm still doing this. I'm still working a day job. I'm still you know, working in my band and promoting others. And just, yeah, no slowing down. It's good to hear, man. That 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 that'll keep you young, yeah. honestly. You better put you in an early grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends, I guess. Well, I guess if you, it's all a matter of, you know, what you let it do to you. Right. It's just like anything else. Feedback can get you positive or negative. It's just, it's a matter of how you take it and how you process and what you do with it. Right. And, and how you treat your body while you're going, you know, while you're doing things. Like if you, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, I get really busy at times, but I always make sure that. I'm either, you know, eating well or exercising or, you know, you got to you gotta take care of your body um, or that'll start affecting your abilities, too. It really does. I kind of let things slide some during quarantine times. And, uh, I put on some weight. I'm not really happy about <laughs> trying to work on getting back down to fighting weight, so to speak. Yeah. I've been kind of back and forth throughout quarantine, but... Um, Starting in December, I really started hitting it hard. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in that summer shape, hopefully. So we'll see. Yeah, I know I need to get my bikini body going. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So you said you did a uh, like eight songs per one per week. There you went on a run. Yeah, yeah. It was uh started in started in June. No, hold up. Started in July. And ended at the end of August, so it was those two months. I was curious what the motivation was. Like, I mean, how did you come up with the idea to do a, like a run one one week for eight for like two months there? Um, yeah. So the marketing behind it and the the actual concept for the the, the songs themselves are two different stories, but they're all kind of overarching. The marketing side of it. Um, Kind of wanted to test out Russ's philosophy that he did back in like, I think it was 2016 where he did a bunch of stuff every week. Just wanted to kind of try that to see how, um, 
my followers and fans would receive it. Um, just, you know, cause I mean, at any stage, you always want to try new things just to promote, promote yourself different ways. And I just wanted to try that. But conceptually, um, which I think a lot of people didn't catch up, catch on unless they like really saw it from start to finish. I know a lot of people hopped in towards the middle as I was growing with it, um, or even caught the end of it. But each song of the eight is on the light spectrum of color, starting with black, going through like the rainbow colors and ending with white. Um, it's just a cool concept. Uh, I always liked Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon artwork. And originally, I kind of wanted to make them their own project, but I decided to go ahead and go about it this way. But each song, the song reflects the feeling that the color would give you. And the sound is kind of the same way. Like, not just like the words and the meaning of the song, but the sound as well. So, like, Ghost was the first one, which was the black single. So, like, the song feels very, like, kind of hollow, empty, um, dark. It's very, it's got a lot of, like, you know, heavier piano. And uh, just kind of, uh, kind of just eerie feeling. And then the lyrics are, you know, kind of talking about dying, but, like, not, on a surface level thing and then kind of some braggadocious bars. It's just like a trap take on that. Um, but yeah, each song, you know, you go through them and they just reflect that feeling, uh, of the color they represent. That's cool. I like hearing those stories about the thought that went into the whole process like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, cause I always like, not, I don't want to say pushing the boundaries of something, but just like, I really want to challenge people that when I present something to them, there's always the surface level people. Then there's the people that will dive into like the whole set. But then I want like, from that point, I want you to be able to like, find and pick apart even, even more things that you might have not noticed unless you go back and listen to second or third time, whether that's in the lyrics and like, the wordplay or the, or the subliminal meanings to things, or if it's just like concepts like that. Um, there were some people that noticed that and that was really cool for them to reach out and say, yo, I love this. I love how this feels like this. And, um, I just like making people think really. Do you do most of your own like production work, the instrumentation and all that stuff, or do you have working with it? Um, I do. So I do, I do all the vocal production myself. Um, and I master the final product, but I do work with producers for the, uh, for the backtracking. Gotcha, gotcha. Do you have uh, people you work with on a regular basis? Or shop uh, sometimes I, I shop around a lot, but I have a few that I've gone back to, um, a couple times. It just kind of changes. Like, it's nice having a producer, you know, and like know what they sound like. So that way, if you ever, are wanting a certain sound or feeling, you can be like, oh, this this guy or this girl would be perfect for this feeling and then hit them up. But um yeah, it's just fun. I like using every, like a bunch of different people just because it uh prevents it from being um not necessarily stagnant, but kind of repetitive in the sound. Like I 
you you might notice if you listen to all my stuff a couple songs you be you might be able to listen oh like this one kind of sounds like this one because I do use producers over sometimes but like in a series or set or you know I I try to keep it rotating just so it's always fresh on the ear. Yeah, I get that. You know, being in a band with the same five guys, you know, that are writing and doing all of it, wind up realizing after a while that you've done some of the same little tropes and kind of <laughs> become seems like a bit of a habit. Like, yeah, like two or three songs just use the same little elements and stuff. Maybe we should make mm-hmm. it. You don't really notice it in the process, but then as you're playing through them, you know, play through a whole set list and realize, you know, we do that same little spot where we drop the beat and then the bass comes in to get us going again. We do that on like three songs out of 12. That's a little excessive. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, I feel like with a band, though, I mean, a way to like kind of combat that maybe would be like, have the vocalist write the guitarist part and then just, you know, kind of have everybody switch up what they write. That'd be kind of cool, I think. Usually, like, other members will have input sometimes, but, like, our singer, he plays, a, he can play bass a little bit and he plays keys some, but not in any of our songs. Um, that is a, I think that is an advantage of, um, in my genre where everything is, not everything, but majority of it's, uh, electronically produced. It really takes away the barrier of having to know a bunch of different instruments. But I will say when you do have people that produce and throw in little elements of live instruments into their mix, it makes it stand out a lot. Like the combo of both electronic and live instrument. I, I love that combo. Yeah, it can be cool. I got sent you the track I did here a while back with a hipster bug. I'm sure you know of him on Twitter. What's his name? Hipster Pug. Yeah, 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 yeah. I follow him. He's an EDM artist out of Holland. Yeah, I I actually did a guitar track on one of his on one uh, guitar part on one of his tracks on his album that came out last year. Yeah, you sent that to me, didn't you? I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember checking that out. That was cool. Way, way out of my comfort zone. Something completely different than anything I'd ever worked on before. But it was fun, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. And that's how you'll, you know, that's how you'll extend your craft too when you're you're pushed out of your comfort zone. I tend to notice with like a lot of times in like pockets of time when I'm working on stuff, I'll have I'll catch myself doing something a certain way. Um but it's okay in that time period, but then when I move on and if I hear myself starting to do that again, I'm going to be like, all right, no, 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 no. We've already done this kind of either the flow or the kind of the effect or whatever. I kind of want to just say, all right, that's already been done. Let's try to push it in a different direction. Um, and that's, that's, that's really important. I think in, especially in hip hop where it's, it's very vocally, um, and in like, rhyme pattern and and cadence centered everything's kind of focused on the vocals versus you know a band where there's so many different parts that people i know people listen to bands just for guitarists or just for drummers or you know there's all kinds of different reasons so yeah for me when i'm listening to a new like, rock song i'm i'm even listening to it three or four times and i'm not i won't be able to tell you what the words are right i, I don't know i was listening to the guitar part yeah 
Yeah. And that is something that I, that's what I really love about rock is like the just crazy guitarist, man. Like when they hit guitar solos, that was always my favorite part of most songs. Um, especially like when Guitar Hero was really big. I used to love playing songs on Guitar Hero that had like crazy good guitar solos and were just like, you, your hand would be going crazy as shit <laughs> trying to hit every note. It's just, it's just fun. It's funny. I cannot play Guitar Hero to save my ass. Really? <laughs> I've tried it a couple of times and I suck so bad at it. I'm like, okay, no. no more. <laughs> That's funny. Even like simple songs, like the, some of the really easy beginner ones on there, I like, the main one I remember was uh, Slow Ride by Foghat. It's an old one from the se- early 70s. Mm-hmm. Really pretty simple song. Like, I could pick up my guitar and play it, but I can't play it on that game. <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, my uh, I wouldn't want to say like I'm amazing at Guitar Hero, but I'm pretty good. You know, I'll play on the experts, and I've 100%ed a few songs before, but it did not transfer like I thought it would to guitar. Uh, I got a guitar. When was that? When was that? That was like 2015. I think I, I think it was 2015. I got a guitar and, uh, you know, I picked it up and learned, learned some, but it was definitely harder than I thought it would be. Yeah. It's no, it's no picnic. Just learning the, uh, you really, I didn't understand it well enough until I really started learning some music theory mm-hmm. about the intervals and such and then applying that to fretboard on the guitar and like kind of overlaying it in my mind saying see you know where the root the third the fifth and all that are that's something i want to dive into more is like maybe not this year but when i get to even more of a spot where i can kind of set back and just kind of learn new things before i make something new i definitely want to dive back into my guitar and um, i also want to take um vocal classes and um learn some more music theory as well i think that's that that would help the way i approach everything even different oh yeah definitely open your eyes to new possibilities and all kinds of new things to explore definitely you gotta constantly evolve you know do what i said you gotta constantly evolve exactly like our singer, you know, I told you he doesn't play guitar at all, but he, uh, from learning keyboard and piano, he's very well versed in theory. Mm-hmm. What kind of guitar do you have? Honestly, I can't remember the brand. It's a black electric guitar. Yeah, I don't remember the brand, to be honest. My main one that I play is an LTD and it's black. I named mine Dark Knight. It's like black shiny. It's like shiny black. This was satin finished black. Currently have seven guitars, so. Dang, you got a, you got a little collection there, man. You know how many guitars you need? Just one more. Nice. I know people that have over twenty. You were saying something about upgrading. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I plan on upgrading some of my equipment this year. That's my part of my goal this year. Um, I want to upgrade my laptop and uh, my microphone and. Just keep adding new plugins and stuff for my software and just keep trying to push the boundaries of my sound, man. What DAW are you using? I use Adobe Audition. I've used it um, yeah, since I started. That's what I learned on. And I just got so familiar with it that um, it's so easy for me to use. I definitely see 
you know, whether it's uh, Logic or um, Pro Tools, I definitely see the the ease of use on them. So I just haven't up- upgraded because I'm so, you know, familiar with the one I'm using. But eventually that will be something I'll change as well, just to experiment with, you know, new ways of looking at stuff. Right. Like back when uh when quarantine was, you know, first hitting back around like last April, May, a lot of the big names like Ableton and Pro Tools and a couple of others, they had like sixty and ninety day free trials. Thanks. Get them, mess around with them for months. So I did. I had like five or six different ones I installed just to try them all out, just to see the differences between them and how easy they were to use. And some of them were, you know, a little more intuitive than others, but you can get it done with any of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day like a compressor is a compressor. Yep. You know, like any effect you apply is. It's the same, it's just presented differently. And there are, you know, it, there are things that run smoother on other ones, but I mean, at the end of the day, if you're comfortable with what you're using, you'll be able to get the sound you want to get. Don't ever let me tell you what you're doing is wrong. This is what you're doing. Yeah. Especially if it's working, man. Like, if you're, if you're able to get good sound out of it, why would you change? You know, unless there was a reason you wanted to change, like, there's a certain plug-in or just thing you wanted to tap into. Yes. But like just to, just to change, just to be what everyone else is using. That nah, don't make no sense. Yeah. If you're going to hate on Reaper versus Pro Tools, it's like, you know, I can get all the exact same plugins put in Reaper as you can in Pro Tools. They're just, mm-hmm. I mean, a plugin is a plugin. It'll work in any of them. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing that there was like a DAW snob community out there <laughs> the last year. But yeah, there is. It's crazy. What do you have coming down the pipe next? I'm working on an album. I don't want to give away too much of it, but uh, it's going to be very personal compared to kind of what I've done. Not that what I've been making hasn't been personal, but it's just not really dove into like my personal life or like my past. And I think that's, I, I, I mean, I kind of started that way and, uh, I think I kind of gradually drifted away from that, trying to find a sound. And, you know, as you're growing a fan base, it helps to have sonically appealing stuff over, over substance in your context. But I think I'm at the point now where I'm ready to go back to do more personal stuff. And it's been going really well. The whole, the whole album is written. Um, all the concepts are put together. The whole overarching theme and story are all put together. And uh, I'm in the process of recording it. So we'll just keep doing that. I'm, I'm hoping springish, but we'll see. I don't want to rush. I don't want to rush the project. I'd rather have it be sparkling and pushed back than a little rough around the edges and trying to make a deadline, so. There's no reason for deadlines anyway. Deadlines are arbitrary these days. The only deadline, I guess, not really deadline, but kind of factor in that is you you do want to not, at the rate people consume music nowadays, you do want to make sure you're not going too long without dropping anything because then, you know, people tend to, to move on, especially when you're not 
I mean, someone like Kendrick Lamar can do that because he's got millions and millions of fans and, and he could drop tomorrow. He could drop in another year from now. It doesn't matter. People are going to listen to it. But as you're trying to build, um, it is important to stay on people's minds, which there's other ways you can do that too. But, um, I think it is important to not go super long without dropping music, but you can, you can pull back and create more grandiose projects. Um, and I think people will appreciate that still. It's like, it's hard to turn out that kind of volume. Five people, four or five people in the band that all have their input, they're all involved in the writing process and you're practicing a couple times a week, but like, you can't really get much done until you're all together and you can sit down and work on things. So it makes right. The process takes a lot longer now. Sometimes, you know, like one of us will work on something at home and we'll bring it to everybody and we'll be able to flesh it out pretty quickly. But still, it's like one song comes with a new song and it may be two or three months practicing once twice a week before we've actually got it where we're ready to play it live. And that's not even ready to record it yet. That's just where we can add it to our set. Yeah. And especially with a band, man, you got to coordinate every member's personal life. And it's like, you know, that does make it a lot tougher. Yeah, especially when you're all a little bit older. You know, we're all ranged from like early 30s to late 40s. And uh, we all have families and stuff like that. Day jobs and everything else. The process is not as streamlined. Yeah, for sure. Bit of a disadvantage. We'll never put out like more than maybe like eight or ten songs a year. Yeah. And that's... And it's just genre kind of specific, like in hip hop, there's no way I could do that, you know, like, yeah, but it's because of the ease, ease of getting into it now. And that's important to think about because it, you got to look at people's product too, since it is easier to get into. It's like, so your barrier to entry is so low and now you got to put more into the craft. Now you got to put more into your sound, your concepts, your feeling. Um, so that's what I really look for when I'm like looking at new artists. Um, but if it's like other genres like rock, I just listen for sound really. That's like the, 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 if I turn it on and I bob to it, it's like, all right, this is a cool song because I understand how much more goes into that versus a solo artist where I can like really nitpick because it's like you, you should nitpick because they don't have all the others, all these other aspects going on with their, with their music. And you don't have as many opinions in, involved in it. You know, you don't have as many different people with their part. Everybody has right. their take on how it should go. Right. I think that like more like instrumental type artists, like rock artists and the, genre, more, even more like pop rock stuff or punk, all this, they have a bit more of a disadvantage in today's market because of the fact that we can't crank out music at that kind of a pace. And Definitely. Humanity has a much shorter attention span these days. Definitely. Like the, man, I remember back in the day listening to albums and of multiple genres, man. You just, four or five minute songs were normal and now it's like you got to keep your shit <laughs> three minutes max, man, or people, you know, unless it's on a big project where they're already sucked in, but like, you know, you want to keep your songs shorter because people don't want to listen to longer songs anymore. 
not not people, but like the casual listener. We'll just say that. Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm I'm going back to like some bands like Early Metallica, Pink Floyd, um, yeah, Tool that will have songs yep. that are nine to thirteen minutes long. Yeah, you could still do that today, but it's not going to play the same as it did back then. Yeah, it's it can still be successful. Just the market's so much smaller, and yeah, and it's 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 harder to make the market smaller, but the art itself can become so great because there are so many people touching it and so much effort going into each song that I think that's why a lot more, um, let's just say rock really. I mean, pop, pop as well, but a lot of rock bands like from 30, 40, 50 years ago are still played all the time versus, you know, Hip hop's not been around super long, but it's been around long enough to where there's greats that are already starting to kind of be forgotten, uh, which is sad. Like most casual listeners won't know a lot of the originators, but uh, there's just so many, so many artists that it's harder to stand out. Yeah, hip hop really became a force in the industry, in the marketplace in general, in the like mid '80s. Mm-hmm. During the heyday of MTV, they had, of course, early on, it was like, for some reason, black artists didn't get on MTV at all hardly. Michael Jackson at one point in time had a hard time getting played on MTV. Yeah, it's crazy. And Prince, it's like, wait, they were one of the staples of the channel they were on, but um, hip-hop in the mid to late 80s is a little more bubblegummy hip-hop, you know. I'm just talking like Tone Loke and MC Hammer. Yeah, it was it was a little more upbeat and kind of Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince, you know that sort of thing. But there was some more hard hitting shit that went down back then too. Run DMC came around and kind of changed everything in the hip hop game. Um, and then NWA and some other ones got it, took a, an Ice T and some other took a little bit harder stance on it. But yeah, really look back like from the '80s to now when hip hop was really kind of getting its feet wet to where it is now it's been about the same time as rock had had prior to that from the like, mid-50s to the mid-80s. Mm-hmm. So like the rock of the 80s was what like, kind of hit its prime. And that's where hip-hop is right now. It's like about 30 years in. It's really hitting in, hitting its stride now and it's in a whole different digital world than what rock had back then. So it's kind of really interesting to watch. Yeah. And and knowing that it's like like I said earlier about evolving, I think that's big because there's a lot of artists that get stuck in I don't know if it's the time that they enjoyed the most or or what, but uh, I think hip hop's gonna end up pretty much fusing. It's already started that way, but really become more pop. But I don't know. I just hope it keeps its its rawness, even if the sound becomes more casual friendly i just hope that it can still maintain its its rawness i think there'll always be a lane for that but you know it just depends on where the consumer takes it right and it's going to be there's going to be splinters there's going to be subgenres of hip hop popping out now you know at this point you're going to have kind of like rock you had pop rock and you had like the glam metal and then you had the like heavier stuff and you know mm-hmm. punk rock and everything else under the sun you had hardcore came along later on and just many multiple subgenres, and that's kind of where hip hop's going. You've got more that lean more to the pop side, more that are like 
more yeah. serious. Kanye, Jay Z, a little bit more serious, you know. Um, Dre still out there, and Snoop, those guys are they're not gonna go. Nah, Snoop kind of can be a little poppy at times, but not always. He just he's kind of runs the gamut. He can do just about anything, I think. <laughs> yeah, he has done pretty much everything. Yeah, I remember when he did the song with Katy Perry, and I was like, man, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, he did some song with some silly um, pop rock band, little um, verse on. I can't remember the name of it now. It's like. Wow. But you know what? He's maintaining relevancy better than just about any hip hop artist ever, so longer or something. Yeah. I mean, there's always the Martha Stewart thing, too. So. True. But I mean, he's done, he's done a lot of acting and all kinds of stuff. He's all around kind of. Yeah, there's a, there's a few guys that have really maintained their longevity and, and dabbled in different medias, different genres. That's. That's what people should strive to be, honestly. That's something I'm worried about. And I don't even want to, because I'm young, so I don't want to exclude myself, but I am cautious of this. I notice a lot of younger artists, um, they kind of tend to just ride whatever wave is happening. And when younger artists are, are really looking up to younger artists, there's not much wisdom in that. And that causes things to fall off. That's always been a thing, though. Like in the early 2000s, when like bands like Corn came along, there were yeah. thousands of little Corn wannabe bands popped up. When Blink 182 blew up a pop punk vibe, when they came along and started hitting big. That's always been the case, so it's always going to happen. A lot of them will fade away. And, yeah. And how many little girls wanted to be Britney Spears at one point? <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's fun to just learn from everybody, really. Exactly. I'm, I learned a little bit from, at least a little bit from everybody. Like hearing what people are doing, like your, uh, the whole process behind why you did the, the one a week thing for a while there, and all that. You know, marketing. Yeah. I don't want to mix our own, I don't want to mix our songs. I wouldn't mind playing around with it a little bit, you know, and just do like a little remix just for myself, just to kind of learn a little better how to do that. I think everybody, no matter what your genre is, you kind of need to know a little bit about how to do that so you can at least recognize a good mix when you hear it. Definitely. I think that's huge. The Nowadays, production quality is like something that can really set you apart just right off the bat. Because um, I know I hear old, old stuff I did, and I was like, uh, this doesn't sound as good. And it turns me off from listening. But And I also think part of that is because I, I, I definitely listen to music differently specifically vocals now like i'll I'll listen to a song and pick apart like what they're doing and and my brain will start saying oh they could have done this that would have been really cool um and it's still enjoyable it's just you kind of just look at it in a different way well so uh you say that's something you're looking at probably spring to early summer you expecting a new album from you Yep, yep, it'll be a new album. I don't think I'll release anything in the meantime until then. I think that's gonna be my full focus. I had to, I had to, had to do my Chiefs thing, man, represent the city, but, you know, I'm full focus on the album now, so. Uh, what was that one, that song you just dropped for them? Um, uh, Tomahawk Bop, Run It Back. Yeah, Run It Back. Yeah, that was fun. I was sure pulling for Kansas City, man, just to see what. Brady was able to do go into a different team and still from top level like that was pretty impressive. I gotta give yeah. credit for that. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta give the man credit. Whether you like him or not, you gotta give the man credit. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but I'm a huge admirer of what he's been able to accomplish. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty good place to wrap 
I yep. appreciate you coming on again, man. Yeah, same. It's just fun to, you know, really dive into stuff. I, I really enjoy any chance I can get to talk to people, especially when other people can hear it too. Um, and I just appreciate you having me back again. I, I love it, man. I'm just I'm good to have you. I just enjoy getting other musicians on here and just talking about music. All right, man. Well, you take care and uh, hope you achieve some pull it out again next year. I, I don't see Patrick Mahomes slowing down anytime soon. And no, they'll be they'll be back. They'll they'll be good. He's got another twelve to fifteen years easily, probably. So. Oh yeah, stays healthy. He'll be good. All right, man. Yeah. We'll have a good rest of your evening. We'll talk to you soon. I right, appreciate it, man. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Autonomy Talent Podcast. Whether you're listening as you're commuting to work or as you're washing the dishes or mowing the yard, we greatly appreciate you listening and helping us to support indie artists everywhere. Be sure to follow us all over social. You can find us at Autonomy Pod, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. And we're also at Autonomy Talent on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, you name it. Or you simply just go to AutonomyTalent.com slash links. From there we have links to where you can listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast player, be it the Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Google Play Music, or even Stitcher. And also, there's the Podbean app. They are our hosting service, and they do have their own app. So if you grab the Podbean app, you can actually catch our show as well as many other podcasts. And lastly, if you go to that links page and you still don't see your favorite podcasting app, the one that you like to use, just drop me a note, and I'll be sure it gets added to whatever player you like to use. To send me a message, just go to Autonomy Talent on either Twitter or Instagram and drop me a quick DM letting me know which app you like to use and I will go immediately, or as soon as I can, and add our feed to that app. And while we're on the subject of sending me a message, if you are an artist and you would like to be interviewed for this show or have your works featured on the Indie Artist Spotlight episodes that we release on Wednesdays and the occasional Fridays, Drop me a line, same way, Twitter or Instagram, and let me know that you'd like to be featured. Shoot me a link with some of your work, and I'll take a look at it, and we'll see what we can do by getting you on the show. And that wraps up yet another episode of the Autonomy Talent Podcasts. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you enjoy this half as much as I do, because for me, it's it's a ball getting to talk to these amazing artists and getting to feature their works on the spotlight episodes that we do. It's just, it's just fun. So I hope you're having fun with it as well, and we're going to keep cranking these things out. So in closing, remember to always live intentionally.